This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. <laughs> the game. (laughs) Oh my, get over here. Get your banana chair over here and sit down and talk to me because I haven't gotten to talk to you uh, for most of the week. Um, I'm sorry, but I know I lit my way through. Off air material (laughs) better than your on air material. Of course it is. Everybody's off air material is better than on air material. You know that you know the podcast that I've wanted to do my whole life, the breaks. Except for that break is real short, so you got to watch what you say now. Live mics up in here. Um, man, you already know that Thursday is my favorite day of the week. And now, coming in hot because yeah. uh, it's all stored up from this week. Um, but I want to start just by saying thank you. I know some people, a couple things have been said on air about you know me, quote unquote, going through some stuff and whatnot. Everything is fine. Um, there's as, Shoot, who doesn't have a lot going on, okay? Everything's fine. It mostly started with just a very, very sick child this week. He's back. He's good. But thank you. Thank you uh, to you and to Kyle and to Larry Kruger and you two Spadone and everybody who had a hand in just kind of keeping uh, keeping us afloat here uh, over the na- last few days. I appreciate you so much, and I am juiced uh, to get back in here and get going today. It's great to have you back, and uh, man, we're closing in on it now. Just uh, three Ooh. days away, three days and about three hours away from kick, Eagles, and Niners, and uh, we'll get into all of that and more and man what a fun warrior game though last night well kind of a nice palate cleanser heading into the weekend can i give uh everybody one positive to a three hour and one minute basketball game i think i've shared this before there's one problem with warrior basketball it's that the game started seven o'clock and therefore the arc of when a game for me this is just my personal house when a game is coming down the stretch fourth quarter Tight game. A lot of Warrior games are. We're going back and forth. It's also bedtime for my eight-year-old. So I have a choice. Do I let him stay up and then risk him not getting enough sleep? But I also want to, I want him to watch Warrior basketball. He loves it. I want him to have that. Or do I go in and get him to bed and miss the most important part of the basketball game. Well, last night, I got to split the difference. He watched the Warriors start to come back a little bit. Timeout on the floor. I think the Warriors were down by about six. I'm like, all right, buddy, you've been under the weather. Get your turkeys into that bed. 
we're done. And we go in there, and uh, what often happens is I, you know, just hang out with them a little bit, and, and sometimes Dad falls asleep, too, right? Yeah, you can't exactly. lay down in the dark, right, Spadone? You know. Dibs, you know. Yeah, yeah. You lay down with a kid and turn the lights off. See you later, dude. I'll see you in the morning. I got no room in the crib right now, so it's a, it's a lay down <laughs> a and different. I'm out. And bedtime for us uh, these days is about seven o'clock. So last night was perfect. perfect. It was lay down the baby, and you you put on the monitor, and you hope you don't get a lot of crying. You got about eight, we got about six minutes of crying, so I was able to lock it on that game. But it was perfect for me because I poke my eyes back open, and I'm like, all right, little man is down. I got to go find out the answer. Did the Warriors win or lose? Right. And I come out. The game was still going. Yeah. I'm like, oh my exactly. God, it's not over yet. This thing is still going. And I think the Warriors were up two with about two minutes to go. And we buckled up. And even that two minutes took about, I don't know, hour 45. Right. It was ridiculous the, how long it took for that thing to come down the stretch. But you had what felt like three buzzer beaters. Clay Thompson, I'm like that. I'm like that. And then Memphis gets the beautiful dish from Ja and the dunk to tie it up. Only to then have Jordan Poole show what I felt made him uh, like a teenager. You, dude, you're like raising a teenager, Jordan. You drive me nuts. <laughs> That's not bad. And then you drive me nuts again. And I really want to strangle you. And I want to give up on you. And then you put the game winner in the bucket. Oh, yeah. And we want to hug you and love you again. DiVincenzo oh, with the great patience on That's the inbound. player. And another great uh, play design from Steve Kerr. We talk about uh, Kyle Shanahan all the time about his laminated play sheet. But Steve Kerr on his inbound plays, fantastic because that was a classic fourth option. George Kittle juggled down the middle right. kind of play. <laughs> right. It's like no, no, no. And then Jordan Poole just popped free. And shout out Memphis for being so wildly undisciplined. Well, and just for for being so wildly annoying. Like, actually, this is my uh, larger warrior take. That's a good, like, it's a positive one. So I'm driving around a little bit yesterday, doing all kinds of things, trying to get everything going, you know, get everything set with the family. And I caught a little bit of you and Kyle. And I heard panic meter. And Kyle goes, now, I know Mark threw it away. He threw his panic meter yeah, away. Yeah. Kyle's like, not me. And you're like, yeah, not me. Not you got me. a panic meter. Yeah. Well, here's why I don't have a panic meter anymore. All we really want to know, Warriors, is are you going to show up when it matters? They still sit here today, I think, a game and a half out of the five seed. Right. A game out of the fine. But, are but also you, a game and a half out of the 12. Absolutely that's true. that's what we talked about yesterday. So it's a log jam. Yeah. And do you trust that the Warriors will pop out of the other side of the log jam? I do. But what we really want to know is, are you going to be there when it matters? And I think it's important to note when the Warriors do show up. I know everyone's confused by this team right now. Oh, gosh. you have no. I heard Anthony Slater yesterday be like, I'd never bet a, a, a Warrior game. How the hell do we know what this team's going to do night right. to night? They sit everybody and then they win. Then, then everybody's back and they lose. And then people <laughs> get sick four minutes before tip. It's just weird stuff going on all the time. Absolutely true. But what happens when they play Memphis? They oh, they up. win. They show up and they win. What happens when they play Boston? They show up. Well, they don't always win. They don't win, but they show up. They show up. It tells me that they are still having... As bad as this is in late January, they're still having problems getting motivated yeah. when an Orlando is on the schedule. But when something's in front of them that they know is a challenge and they really want to get up for it, 
they play well, which suggests that that's what they would do, I don't know, in the playoffs. It suggests it, but uh, whether or not you can do it 16 times is a whole different story in terms of what your journey would be. And right now you would need to do it 18 times because you're in the play-in. You would need to win two play-ins and then 16 playoff games in order to get 18 wins. You'd be the first NBA champion, by the way, to win 18 games in a postseason and get the victory. So I look at what they've done and what they did last night. Nice win. Great win. Gutsy. You got up for Memphis. But what happens when you get into a a series with a Memphis? And I don't know if Memphis is is actually the comp because it feels like they have their number. Memphis has had no answer for Golden State. But if you play another one of these good teams in the West, can you really throw the switch four times in a seven-game series? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Road to Glendale is brought to you by the SF Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com to apply today. we got plenty of room for your phone calls. And then heavy Niners-Eagles once we get to 10 o'clock with Mike Silver coming up. Joy Taylor is coming up. And Elliot Shore Parks, who is very inside with the Eagles, is going to join us in the 11 o'clock hour. But would love to hear from you. By the way, answer this question. So, after a night like last night, where are you on Jordan Poole? Let, let, let's get into that. 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile text line, Twitch, YouTube. Good morning. It's Willard and Debs. JP with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Debs. Well, we executed that, Jordan, as well as you executed the final play of the game. Not sure what the hell you were doing a minute before that. I mean, Bonte did not seem to dig it when I was like, dude, that's J.R. Smith level. And I'm like, no, that's J.R. Smith level awareness. You're up two, and you get a lucky bounce so that you can reset a shot clock with less than a minute to go. First of all, I don't, the only way you would shoot in that moment is if you're underneath the hoop by yourself. That is not a time to shoot at all from anywhere, let alone five paces in from half court. What what, what, what are you doing? And that's why Steph, Steph's clapping. Dude, give me the ball. And then look what it leads to. So I, it's hard for me to say... Like, it's Jordan Poole's fault that Steph Curry threw a mouthpiece, but let me try. It's not. <clears throat> it's, it's really not. It's Jordan Poole's it's fault. It's really not. It is. That's not. Well. That, that's for you to his, go from that You know what I'm saying. That. You no, know what I'm saying. What he you're saying is it's Jordan Poole's fault that Steph Curry got ejected, didn't and pull, I won't allow that. He didn't pull the trigger, but he gave him the, the weapon. I mean, like. So the, if you cut me off in traffic. And then the next person who cuts me off in traffic, I decide to ram my vehicle in no, the back of their car. This is basketball. It's the first person's no, fault. No, and this is basketball, so it's different than that. And and Steph Curry did not ram his car into someone else. He, in frustration, threw a tiny little plastic object. Completely laden with possibly with viral saliva? <laughs> exactly. We don't know what's a in that. COVID lace mouthpiece. First of all, was Jordan locked. Poole was not two steps inside a half court. I'm looking I said at five. I said five. And they're I'm, large paces. They're very large five. men. I'm looking at it still right now. <laughs> and the shot that he took, 
is a 29-footer. It's a ridiculous shot. Steph Curry is clap, 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 clapping from 40 feet. Now, this is not to say that Steph wanted to catch and shoot from 40. No, he wanted to restart the offense. I completely defend Steph Curry for wanting the ball in this time. Because when you get an offensive rebound, we know that the shot clock gets reset to 14 seconds. So Jordan Poole didn't have to shoot this ball in this moment. And by the way, I'm looking at a still yeah. right now. Yeah. It's a guarded 29-footer. It's a ridiculous shot. He was not so, wide open walking into it. No. I, n- yes. But I for am, you to say that he... For you to intimate... I'm a little tongue-in-cheek. I'm a li- But only a little. Like, let's not say that Jordan didn't have a role here. Yes. You are in charge of your own reactions. Right. And, so and Steph, your own mouthpiece. Yes. And so Steph Curry cannot do that. And, and yes, it's against the rule, and at a minimum, even if we don't like the rule and we don't like the context, at a minimum, as a professional, you need to know that you're opening yourself up to something like that if you do that. So yes, it's on Steph. I'm <clears throat> sort of kidding. But I also understand the emotions of high-level sport. And that's something that I think gets lost in these conversations a lot, especially when we start talking about technical fouls. We're acting like professional athletes should just be able to, at all times, totally uh, be emotionless, which is absurd. It's, it's, it's not possible to be like that in these situations. So did Jordan Poole have the first act that brought the emotion to the scene? Yeah. Yeah. It was a ridiculous decision. A horrible, a J.R. Smith level of awareness. Not J.R. Smith it level. It is. J.R. Smith dribbled out in the NBA Finals in a spot where <laughs> he, didn't know the he score. had an offensive rebound and he didn't know the score. He didn't Jordan know the score. Poole knew the score. Did he? Because if you knew Poole, the score, there's no way you'd shoot. You, you're Jordan Poole. And this is what you, all of you Jordan Poole stands have yeah, to no tolerate Poole's when it right. comes to Jordan Poole. Because Jordan Poole thinks in terms of Jordan Poole. And he gets the ball back and he's thinking, this is a shot I can make. I'm going to try to make this shot. Well, but that, He's not that, thinking about the fact that Steph Curry is eight paces to his left. Right, but this isn't CYO. This is but the Warriors. This is not J.R. Smith. But you don't get to... You don't this get is a to, meaningless game in January. It's not meaningless. We can't no, call it meaningless. meaningless. Well, if, hang on. If we're going to sit here and have a panic meter... Oh, I'm already panicked. Yeah. <laughs> we can't call it meaningless. Uh, my, my point is, you don't get to think like that if you're Jordan Poole. This is the Golden State Warriors, and this is the National Basketball Association. Right. My People point are is, paying thousands of dollars to be there. You can't, you can't get the ball in your your hands. How much time's left? It, uh, How much time's left? There is a minute thirty-nine. No, minute eighteen. Okay, when he shoots it. You minute can 18. take the clock down to almost fifty seconds. No, because the, the shot lead. clock's at fourteen. Okay, fine. You can take it minute down to four. a minute. You can take it down to a minute. A minute four. And by the way, get a better shot with a lead. The ball bounces to you thirty feet away. And Twenty-nine. You're, and you're telling me that that's not. Lacking awareness no, at a high level to I'm shoot that? I'm not defending that? the shot. It's a terrible shot. I'm not defending the shot. It's a terrible shot, and this is why I've been critical of Jordan Poole, because he doesn't play with much maturity or much awareness in many moments. And this is not my way of, of dismissing what Steph Curry did, because if it was Draymond Green, Draymond Green would not have passive-aggressively thrown his mouthpiece toward the crowd, he would have confronted Jordan Poole. And Steph Curry, as a leader, if you really want to uh, exert your frustration, 
Go to Jordan Poole. You don't have time to do that in that moment. You've got to play defense. So you this do, have, down you the do floor. have time to run down to the baseline. And, eh, do you know what's so meh. funny? Listen, I'm not going to... I'm mad I'm at Jordan, not, so I'm going to throw my mouthpiece at the crowd. I'm not going to try to come down your road. But can I, can I tell you something that I do it was find... Weak sauce. I find it fascinating talking specifically to you, my partner, my friend. Talk my to brother. me, my brother. I find it fascinating how often... You won't defend people for having emotional reactions. <clears throat> My I, man. No, I, you and I do I this. I will too. defend emotional reactions, okay. but appropriate You're, emotional reactions. This, like you, when you, you throw your mouthpiece in the crowd. You know what Dibs. you're going to get. He threw it onto a sliding floor and it rolled into the crowd and we're going to make it sound like he punched somebody. It's not that you you are going to have emotional reactions in the moment right. in professional sports when stuff that really angers you happens and that shot really angered Steph Curry and I was sitting next to him going, "Huh?" That angered me, too. It angered me. And I wasn't Absolutely. even there, and I'm not on the team. It angered me, and the camera obviously didn't pan all the way to, to show you what Steph Curry did because they're following the action, and then you see everyone stop and look, right. and Steph Curry's been ejected, and only then do you get the reverse angle, and you see what happened, and it's like, dummy, wh what are you doing? Yes, I'm not saying that, that these athletes can't have emotional reactions. I'm not expecting them to be automatons but for example if i was going to have an emotional reaction talking to you an emotional reaction of leaving the studio would be better than me oh i don't know grabbing the console and throwing it across the room well okay again i don't think that's what steph did how here's where i'll agree with you um yeah it it, it left him open to getting thrown out of the game but if we're going to talk about the two errors one is steph curry throwing the mouthpiece the other is jordan Poole's shot which is a more egregious error? There's no question to me. Steph which is, Curry. Oh, gosh, no, it's Jordan Poole. It's, it's Steph Jordan Curry. Poole. Jordan Poole took a bad shot. Yes. Steph Curry's the best player on the planet, and right. he got thrown out because he threw his mouthpiece. He rolled a mouthpiece on the ground, and if it slid. If Jordan Poole doesn't break open and win the game for the Warriors, if they go to overtime and lose, He's Steph Curry is no, the GOAT. No, I disagree. Yeah, I think no. I don't, I no, don't think Jordan, so. Jordan Poole would be the one with egg on his face in that in that particular situation. Let's hear from you. 888-957-9570. Yeah, Kyle, what's up? Are we going to blame the professional basketball player for shooting the basketball or the 34-year-old man for throwing something and having a temper tantrum Do you know what? on the court? This is Thank not you. a temper tantrum. And it's fascinating to me how many of you I know so personally. What was it then? Who all of you who have emotionally reacted worse than that to situations that are way less emotional, you keep coming down Steph's road for grabbing something in the moment and rolling it on the ground you guys are making rolling it, it on the ground he's dramatically underselling no exactly. he threw it down he threw it down if this was a baseball field or a football field it wouldn't have gone anywhere it would have stopped in the grass but it's the nba so it slides into stands hits somebody in the foot and he gets thrown out and you guys self-included we have all had worse emotional reactions to things way less than this and you guys are making it sound like he's acting like a child but that's I don't not get a child when i throw a temper Right, right, because we don't live in their world. Like, this is not a temper tantrum. What is it? It's an emotional reaction to an emotional moment. What's the difference, that between, put what's the difference between emotional reaction and temper tantrum? The difference is in the punishment that ensues. A temper tantrum is something that is drawn out and completely overdone. 
This was neither of those things. This was, damn it, Jordan, boom. Like, I mean, I've watched all of us do that with a remote control when we don't like Kyle Shanahan's play call. It's not a big deal. Now, it ended up being a big deal because it breaks a, a letter of the law rule. But let's not call Steph immature because he did it. It's a mistake. But I, I understand that way more than I understand what was going through Jordan's head when he oh, cocked see, and me. shot that thing. Not me. What I, on I earth see was he thinking? He was thinking, ball comes to me. I'm open. <laughs> I'm Jordan Poole. You don't know Jordan Poole. If I hit this three... Now we're up five, and this is what I do. It's a pool party. It's money time. This is they've you all have given him license to be Jordan Poole, so you can't then say Jordan, don't be Jordan in this moment. Who gave him the license to do that? Everybody wants Jordan Poole to play free and fast and loose. I'm not defending the shot because it was yeah. it was a brain dead moment in terms of. Game time. You got the lead. Go ahead and kick it out. Let's work for a better shot. I get that. But for Steph Curry to then run down the court and get mad at Jordan yeah. and throw his mouthpiece, yeah. be more like Draymond. You think Draymond <laughs> would have thrown his mouthpiece? I think Draymond. You admire think, Draymond Green so I think, much. I think Draymond would have gone over to Jordan Poole. And who knows what he would have done? Draymond would have gotten Jordan to leave as a free agent. That's what he would have exactly. done. Exactly. Yeah. I, like I, this Steph is. Steph got bailed out by Jordan Poole. He should be sending Jordan Poole flowers. Free and fast and loose has nothing to do with a horrible shot in a big moment. It's it a bad nothing shot. Nothing to do with that. Like you. Uh, it was a brain dead moment. You, it was a bad shot. You ref CYO, and I bet I would. If I were you, I would expect ten year olds to know not to take that shot. Well, we don't have a shot clock, so. Well, uh, but still. And actually. Run the like what? I've got nine like, games this weekend, yeah. and in on behalf of all the nine and ten year olds, I'll officiate. They don't have that awareness, and I've I've seen games already this year where oh, then a, team, a team is up, <laughs> a team might be up eight to seven. They're poorly coached, then eight seven with eighteen seconds left, yeah. and you got kids hoisting. Yeah, yeah, my, they, my, my team not shooting that shot. Yeah, my team not shooting that shot. You, you should um, not impugn nine and ten year olds. And if, and if they did, they're nine and ten year olds. Jordan Poole should not have taken that shot. Right. But to make, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. So Jordan Poole takes a bad shot, and Steph Curry, the, the leader of the team, is going to trudge down court, and he's so mad. Oh, the guy. He's so yeah, mad, exactly. Mark. I love that. I'm going to take my mouthpiece out, and I'm going to hurl it into the crowd. If this wasn't Steph, none Come of you on. would be saying this. Like, we, we, we can't give Steph this. Steph got mad. Like, no, for the third I, time in his life. Fine. <laughs> it's like, you know come what? On. It's indefensible, it's and for you not. to defend it is a bad look I'm on you. I'm not defending it. I'm telling you which is the more ridiculous thing to do as a professional basketball player who makes millions of dollars. There's no question which is more understandable. It's Steph I getting... Dis, I, it's I categorically Steph. disagree no, with you. that's fine. Basketball to, player making a basketball play, a bad one. Versus grown man having a human moment. Yeah, that's not a human moment. Of course it is. And I've how actually, many times have you thrown your mouthpiece? How many times have you thrown your remote? And you're not even there. And ne never stop it. Those oh, remotes are it. precious. Yes, I'm you, not a remote thrower. You're, oh, but you're you're emotionally always completely under control. No, okay, no, not at all. So this is human. How many that's times human. have I been thrown out of this show for my emotions? Not as many as you should. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Mike and Santa's. Mike and San Jose on Willard and Dibs. Come on, Mike, Mike. Mike, what are you doing?
Hey, good morning, guys. I, I'm just going to say the banner between you two is funny as hell, but I'll, I'll put this out there into your brains for a piece of a thought. You know, Jordan Poole's a young guy. He's, what, 23 years old? Yeah, there you go. Thanks, what is this, Mike. the morning roast? See, so now now it's let's the add it. time this week. Yeah, let's, guys. let's, let's so Jordan Poole's shot, Steph's mouthpiece, or callers saying things that they're not allowed to say. Man. Which is the most egregious error? I would say Steph's mouthpiece. <laughs> Still Steph's mouthpiece. Still Steph's mouthpiece. See, I understand that one way, but we're not even in an emotional moment but when you're a caller, caller on the radio. But the caller is not a trained professional. Jordan Poole, shot selection, and I guarantee you when they go to look at the film, they will look at the film and they'll say, you know what, Jordan? If you if you think about it in totality, we're up to, we got an offensive rebound, which is rare. Why don't we go ahead and work for a better shot? Because you know what, Mark? The 29-footer, the contested 29-footer, that's going to be there at if, the end if, of the shot if, clock. If, if you have to explain to Jordan Poole... You have to explain it. He's a young why player. Why that's not a good shot, then what we have here is someone who never deserved a contract. If you, I love that we decide in professional sports that 23, 24 years old is like five. He's played basketball at an unbelievable level for over a decade. But would you admit you that need, he's, he's young in the league? Sure. He's in his fourth sure. year. Sure. If you need to describe. And by the describe, way, he's only making three million a year. That's millions. If you need to describe to Jordan Poole why you don't do that, cut him right now. I don't want him on my team. If you got to describe to a 23, 24-year-old who played at Michigan, who's played in the NBA Finals, who just is about to start $35 million a year, if you have to explain to him situationally why that was a bad shot, get off my team. Get off my team. Willard wants pool cut. That, That's the headline that, of this segment. That is literally like writing down A to B. If you have to explain... To a 34-year-old father of three that throwing a saliva-laden piece of plastic <laughs> toward oh. paying fans is a bad thing, oh. arrest him right now. You know better than that. No, no, no. Nobody, in the first, nobody in the first no, no, row no. pays. You know better than that. Uh, Those are all comped. You tell comped. me E40 doesn't pay? Comped. Shout out 40 Water. Comped. Okay, let me try it again. Nope. If you have to tell a 34-year-old man, a father of three, mm -hmm. a grown man, a global ambassador, yep. that taking out a saliva-laden, halitosis-laden piece of plastic. You don't know Steph Curry's breath. Even if he brushed it at halftime. I bet he does. The those mouthpieces produce bad breath. Fresh cut last night. I'll try one more time. <laughs> If Take you three. have to tell three, a 34-year-old father of three, global ambassador, that hurling a piece of mouth guard toward paying or non-paying spectators is a bad thing, then cut him right now, Mark. Yeah, yeah that's absurd. It's absurd it's for you absurd. to think that a young player, an aggressive young player, I mean, just, won't make a, a basketball we're, mistake. We're, we're, we're talking about, about high-level basketball awareness versus emotional reactions as a human being. I can tell you which one I find a hell of a lot more understandable. Uh, right. that, that's, that's, that's me. Um, Vince in San Jose. By the way, Mike Silver in 10 minutes. And all guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Hey, Vince in San Jose. Uh, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing, Vince? Hey, I am just floating around today. But I tell you what, Jordan Poole 
wouldn't he be so much more of an effective player if he learned a proper jump, uh, a jump stop? And what a jump stop is in basketball is when you're moving with your momentum and you might have a, den- a defender behind you, you might have a defender to your side. And basically what a basic jump stop is, is you're taking a hop and you're landing on your pivot foot. Now what this oh. does is it can make a defender fly right by you. But what Jordan Poole does is he just kind of rushes to the hoop and he's a phenomenal player on both ends. I don't mind him taking the shot. I don't mind. He, he's, it's a pool party, right? But the thing is, is Jordan, if the coaching staff is listening right now, if Steve Kerr is listening, if any of the teammates are listening, teach Jordan how to do a jump stop. He'll be an NBA All-Star for years to come. Vince, thanks. I, Jordan, sometimes on this stuff, it's kind of like, uh, I know you're a golfer, Dibs, we're golfer. It's like Jim Furyk's swing. Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes weird stuff it's works. Ugly. Right. So, like, sometimes you find your own way to do stuff, and it's a little bit weird, but it works. I sort of look at Jordan Poole that way. He's got an unorthodox way of moving, and sometimes his body does move faster than his brain and, and the ball and all of that. And so you have weird turnovers and bad moments and, and, and all of that stuff, and that's, that's part of the experience, and that's part of what he needs to refine the, I don't put this in that. Can we stop it, with jump stop talk too? Because you no, like NBA, that? no NBA player does a classic jump stop. Yep. This is night night not nineteen sixty Hoosiers. No, <laughs> if five passes before you shoot. How many times? Most players don't do a classic jump stop. Occasionally you'll see it like if a player is going to the hoop and they'll jump stop hoping that the defender flies by, but you're more likely to get the gather step, the euro step. There's no jump stop anymore. Uh, let's go to Jim and Berkeley. Mike Silver in seven minutes. Hey, Jim, you're on Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? Hey, I'm just uh, driving to play some tennis, but, but back to basketball. I, I think Dibs is being ridiculous about this. This is a situational thing that Poole is making bad decisions again and again, and this was building up. How about the pass that he made at the very end of the game right before that he was lucky that got tipped out, out of bounds? You, you have to think about the situation you're in and, and play smart. And, and Curry was just frustrated. I'm sure he would wish he, he could have that back. But Jordan Poole needs to think about the situation that he's in. He, play, he plays too reckless, especially at the end of game. That, that's a good point. And if you look at the totality of the Warriors team, they all play largely too reckless. Draymond Green, five turnovers, and a lot of those are reckless turnovers. They're risky passes, but we give Draymond Green a pass. I'm no Jordan Poole apologist. I've been very critical of Jordan Poole. I didn't think that they should have signed Jordan Poole. In that moment, I think that the Steph Curry mouthpiece throw was more egregious than Jordan Poole taking a, quote, bad shot. And it was a bad shot. And by the way, Jordan Poole. But good job at the end. Jordan Poole was a plus 15. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was the best player on the floor. He's not a bad basketball player. I'm not telling anybody to cut him. I'm telling you to cut him if he needs to be told why that was a bad shot. He's smarter than that. Even like even the player who you question at the end of the game the most, 
is smart enough to know why you don't do that. Yep. And again, it was, you know, it was not an end game scenario. It was late enough to where I would have liked him to make a different choice with Steph Curry clap, clap, clapping right next to him. Right. But this does not excuse in any way, shape, or form like you're trying to do. Not excuse it. You're trying to excuse it's the Steph issue. Curry getting thrown out it's of a basketball game. Well, he didn't throw himself out. Oh, he got thrown out. Yeah, he and did. he knows the rule. Yeah. He threw the mouthpiece and he got thrown out in a two-point game oh. and Jordan Poole bailed out the goat. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll see if we can find it in our heart to forgive Steph Curry after such an unbelievably time, Mark. disgusting display. I'm going to have to work through it. Uh, the Road to Glendale is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Mike Silver is next. Joy Taylor right after that. And in between, we'll let you hear what Joy Taylor said on FS1 yesterday uh, that uh, that earned her the spot on this show today. That's, uh, that's all coming up on Willard and Dibs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.